Greetings, you are listening to Let It Fly, show number 15. I am your host, Aaron Makeham, and this week, I'm sure I, as well as everybody else, is going to talk a bit about Daredevil. Now, it, normally, I might, you know, say, hey, I watched the first episode, and, you know, I liked it, and things like that, and try to, you know, and, and not give any spoilers, and I don't plan on giving any spoilers here for the most part, um, but <clears throat> I was quite taken with this show. Um, for a couple different reasons I'm going to go into. But before I do that, I want everybody to know that, um, you know, I, I don't know what people consider spoilers. Um, for me, if you're giving away things that, you know, like a build up, like a plot point that came out that was supposed to be a surprise, that's a spoiler. For some people, if you say there's a show called Daredevil coming out on Netflix, they lose their minds, start screaming about, well, now you've ruined it. My whole, my whole day's ruined. I didn't know about this. And, uh, Yeah, so I don't know exactly, you know, what the spoiler level here. I'm going to talk about a character. I'm not going to give away um, any plot points. I'm just going to talk about the introduction of a character that, uh, to me, really uh, sold the show. Um, I mean, I was pretty sold already, but but by the time I uh, got to meet this character, I knew that they had it right. I knew what they were doing. Now... I haven't finished a series yet, and again, I'm going to talk about something that happens in episode three. It's just the introduction of a character, so if you don't want to know any characters that are going to appear until they appear, then stop listening now, because I don't want to hear any email about people whining about it. Um, this has happened to me in the past, where I've done something and somebody was mad because a character was introduced in a well-known show. I mean, the mythology of the show, <clears throat> and then people were upset because, well, I don't think Kara was going to be there. I was like, well, there's only three characters in the story, so we saw two of them. Of course, the third one was going to appear, but that's just me. I live in a world of common sense. So, <clears throat> anyway, I knew that I was going to to like Daredevil when um, I saw that it was going to be a Netflix original. I, I knew that it was going to be, um, it wasn't going to be so encumbered by all the network politics and um, showing it on television. So I was kind of excited for, not because they could swear or um, uh, do nudity, but because <clears throat> they didn't have to worry about, I felt as though the continuity of the show would work better. They didn't have to worry about um, big gaps in between the episodes, you know, something being strung up for a very long period of time. They could put it together and the continuity, would I, should, I thought, would flow a lot tighter than it would on network television. I was not disappointed. When it comes to first episodes of shows, um, it seems to be that uh, a lot what, what a lot of what a lot of people are doing anymore when they're writing something is they're giving you a cliffhanger after the first episode. Um, the idea is the cliffhanger. You have to know how this is going to be, be resolved, so you tune in to find out what happens. Now, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's not um, a way of showing me what you're or explain to me, showing me, or telling me what your series is going to be about. Um, I think that uh, the way most, uh, anymore, the way a lot of series television works is um, there is a lot of serializing um, season to season. So you might get a season that has, it's about a certain thing that you can follow along. You know, one certain plot point from the beginning of the series to the end of the series. And... Um, you know, so, so you have this cliffhanger moment or this, oh my gosh moment or whatever, somewhere in the first couple episodes to keep you coming back. I'm not knocking that, but what Daredevil did and what I like 
is we reintroduce to the character. Um, we understand in the very first episode that not only is he fighting um, just you know bad guys in general, but he's fighting corruption um, that that it is rampant throughout the city. And the last like three minutes of the first episode. Um, after we see the things that happen to the character and everything, we follow a little bit of his story, kind of get to know him a little bit, is just showing all the characters that have been, um, well, not all of them, but most of the characters that we see are characters that we've seen during this particular episode, either, you know, most of them in minor roles. But we see all the corruption going on. And when they do that, it sets it up for, Okay, we know what this is going to be. This is going to be a show about him fighting corruption on a higher level. Um, the frustration that comes with that. I mean, I got all that from the first episode. And true enough, as the episode progresses, this this is, ends up becoming the story, you know, of, of what um, is his drive. And um, I mean, it just it really sold me right then and there. I realized this is probably one of the one of the the best premiere episodes of a series that I have seen in a very very long time. They just, they got it, they did it right. They got the, they got, I mean, they, we did the introduction and everything. It wasn't long and drawn out because as the, uh, as it goes on, we're going to get more about the character, obviously. Um, the whole, the whole origin thing with Daredevil in the beginning where, um, you know, the origin of Daredevil is he gets chemicals in his eyes and then, you know, or he gets hit with chemicals and that's what uh, blinds him, but also gives him his um, radar, as he calls it doesn't say that in the show, but I think that uh, we're working up to that. But um, rather than taking an entire episode or, you know, a half an hour or 20 minutes, they told you the origin story in about 45 seconds. Um, they covered it really well. And they did a really good job with it. And so you kind of jumped right in. So, man, from that, that first episode really was put together very tightly. And the ending of it definitely sets up um, the rest of the series of, you know, what it is that he's going to be doing. And I thought that that was uh, just so well done. And if that wasn't enough, if I didn't like the show enough, and again, I still haven't finished it. I'm working my way through it. But, and I tell you what, it's one of the one of the few times that it's hard to turn it off. Um, I just can't wait to see the next episode. I can't wait to see what happens. Um, there's enough uh, tight situations uh, Matt Murdock as Daredevil gets himself into that you're like, how's he going to get out of this? And they do a really good job with that. And they do a really good job. I mean, you know, everybody talks about the fight scene at the end of episode two that is done in one shot and just is um, fantastic. And it's not something that I think that, um, you know, you, we, has really been done yet. And something that from a superhero uh, type of uh, film you know, we would, you know, if we saw this on film somewhere that we would see, uh, you know, as if they did it like in a movie. And I just think that they did a really good job. But what really sold me for the series, what got me super excited, if everything else doesn't seem like it got me excited enough about this show. And I've been waiting. I cannot, I could not wait for this to come out. And I was rather disappointed when I realized that it was coming out West Coast time, not East Coast time. Because um, by the time I get home from work, it's and shower and get ready to, to sit down it's about midnight, and so I was like kind of pumped, thinking maybe we get the first episode in before I go to bed, um, and that did not happen because it didn't come till three a.m. But when we get to episode three, 
and there are two guys having a conversation. And at the end of the conversation, um, you realize that one of them is a, is a reporter. And then the guy calls him Benny. And it did not click that uh, who this character was. And then later on in the episode, we see him in his office. And he takes off his glasses and holds them at that cockeyed angle. And as soon as it did, I was like, oh, that's Ben Ulrich. And it did, did not occur to me. Until he did that. And when he did that, I'm like, I've seen that in a comic a dozen times. And uh, I got super excited because you have this character who is, is you know, he's a secondary character a lot of the time in, in uh, several Marvel titles. But even as a secondary character, he's always kind of a background character. It's like a character that was that was put together to kind of tell, try to give us details during a story. And then he took on a life of his own. And when they put him in here and they went to, the, went to all the trouble of, um, you know, the slow build um, of giving us, you know, uh, about day-to-day life of this character, um, I got super excited. Because I'm like, if they got this guy right, that, you know, would have had to, they've had, they would have had to done some research and been to know about how the character um Worked in several different Marvel titles. If they did, if they got this guy right, then I knew that they were that everything else was going to be in good hands. That they were going to get the rest of the characters right. And sure enough, um, they have right down to Foggy, who um, didn't you know love him at first. Um, our first introduction to him, I didn't love him at first, but then the second time around, when he starts having some dialogue with Matt. Um, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see this. And then by the, by the end of the first episode or the middle of the second episode, then I was sold on this character that they definitely had done the research on him and gave him the personality that I thought he would have or thought he should have from the comics. And, uh, they did a really good job of the series. Um, like I said, I haven't been, I haven't finished it yet. I have a couple of episodes left, but I am, uh, I'm really loving it. It has just been, um, it's been a fun ride and um, a good filler um, since there was no uh, arrow or flash or anything last week. And, and of course, this coming week we have all those shows coming back. And, you know, there was a new Gotham and things like that. But um, I just, it has been, it is a great time to be a fan of comic books and the content contained therein. And I look at these, these uh, Marvel, well, this Marvel series particularly. There's other series, obviously, that aren't Marvel-related, but this this series in particular um, is definitely standalone um, as far as you don't have to know anything about the comic to appreciate what they're doing here. Um, great acting and directing all along. I, I, I just, I'm really enjoying what, they, what they've done. I wasn't really sure about uh, when they cast a... Um, Matt Murdock, I hadn't seen him in anything. I wasn't really sure, but you know, I, I never get really too caught up with like, oh no, they cast this guy. It's going to be horrible. Um, I just, I really couldn't picture it. And I will say that, um, I still don't, uh, still not quite in my mind's eye as he Matt Murdock, but he's definitely Daredevil. Um, he's able to pull off, um, what he needs to do acting wise with his facial expressions. And, um, I'm really enjoying what, uh, what they put together here. Anyway, I'm done gushing about that. That's just, uh, I just wanted to share 
my thoughts. I, I was just so super excited when they when they introduced Ben. I could not believe that I didn't realize who it was. I didn't I, at first when I, when the first when they first starts having a conversation with this guy when we first meet the character. I thought he was some kind of mob boss, and then because they're they're talking about secrets and things, and then um, when we see when when he talks about him, you know, uh, reporting something, I'm like, oh, this guy's a reporter, and he's he kind of knows this other guy that that you know might have some inf- inside information on um, what's going on with uh, you know uh, these these gangs and you know the the family and all that stuff, and I'm like. You know, the mafia. I'm like, oh, this is this could be kind of interesting. How's this guy going to be involved? But man, as soon as he took off his glasses and held him in that manner, I was like, it just it hit me. I mean, it just it just hit me like a weight. I'm like, oh my god, I cannot believe that I did not you know put that all together. But just such and also besides that, the, the actor is fantastic um, in this role and everything that he has going on in his life that really adds so many layers and so much depth to the character. And again, I don't want to spoil too much, and I don't think that. I don't think that I have. I know some people get uptight when you talk about a character they didn't know was going to be in the series or whatever. So I never know what. So I just, that's why I said, hey, if you haven't seen up to episode three and you don't want any spoilers at all, then don't listen. Also, the intro, kind of digging the intro. Um, really like the uh, how they do the Daredevil um, at the very end of the intro when it says Daredevil and his back's kind of turned to you. They did a really good job with that as well. I'm just, I'm really digging this uh the whole way through. If I have to have a complaint, um, we had an episode that had some music. I wish that they had a couple more episodes with some more music. Um, you know, some more, uh, and I understand that a lot of that is like, you know, I, I think probably rights issues because I'm sure music costs a fortune, but also, um, I wonder if they're worried about dating it because it kind of, um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's not a thing because, you know, they use cell phones and stuff like that. And, um, you know, the reality is, is that with technology goes so fast that when you watch a show, you can, and they have cell phones or technology, you can usually date it by the tech that they're using, you know, anyhow, um, one other thing that I just, just a little remembrance that I was just, I, I, I was talking with some friends and we were talking about, you know, Blu-rays and DVDs and things like that. And, and, you know, the way, the way the format has morphed over time, you know, we had, uh, you know, DVDs and then Blu-rays and then a lot of people go to digital. Um, and there is, uh, and we start talking about VHS tapes and, you know, I was asking my one buddy, I was like, well, you know, did you, did, were you this fanatical about VHS tapes? Like, cause for me, um, I would only buy VHS tapes of certain things, either things you couldn't rent and then, which would be a lot of concert videos or things that I absolutely know that I would watch multiple times. And if everybody remembers a VHS tape, we used to be about 90 bucks, 100 bucks. But when they broke that barrier is when Batman came out, um, the Nicholson Batman. And uh, they, everybody was doing a pre-order. And it was uh, $25. And everybody was selling it for 25 then 22 23 And um, it was the beginning of that boom because they realized that they could sell these things for an affordable price and sell, you know thousands of times more than they would if they were just selling them at 90 bucks a piece to uh, video stores. And so that made me think of like there were still – you still went for a time where um, 
you know, still a lot of the video store stuff, depending on what's coming out, was still super expensive. So it was still hard to get a hold of uh, a lot of things. Only select videos came out at a reasonable price. This is before you get them at Walmarts and everything. You had to, you had to, you had to order these at different places, um, and it was always like an event. You know, it was never really. Uh, oh, we have a ton of videotapes here that came later on, but I remember my local video store, um, which is a great place. Love that place. Um, I mean, videos were still like 250. We didn't have a blockbuster or anything around here. And if we did, I wouldn't, I think I've been to blockbuster maybe a dozen times in my life. Um, it just seemed like a lot of hassle for having to, to, to rent videos. It was just really complicated where I could just go downtown and give them my three bucks and rent a movie and, um, you know, bring it back the next day or whatever. But, uh, I remember that every like six months or every year they would have a sale on all their used VHSs to in order to clear out room. Um, and I remember every year they'd post it for the week coming up. And then the day that they did it, that place was packed. They would open, there would be people waiting to come in. And they would open and you would go in and um, they had multiple copies of a lot of different uh, VHS tapes. But it would just be packed because you could get these movies that still, you know, were great, looked great and everything, but you could get them for pennies on the dollar. So if you wanted to buy a movie that cost 90 bucks when it came out, you couldn't find it anywhere else now. You could get it for maybe uh, 8, 10, 12 bucks. And I mean, granted, it was used, but that was just, just such, it was a huge thing. It was, um, and for a small town that I live in, it was like something everybody looked forward to. And then as time went on, of course, you know, you know, VHS tapes became cheaper and cheaper. And then with DVD and less mechanical parts um, and the way the market shifted, every, you know, DVDs and then Blu-ray, which still hasn't officially um, taken the spot of DVD. I still, there's still, uh, I, I know a lot of people don't have Blu-ray players. Um, and the only reason that ultimately I got one was because I wanted the apps on there for uh, doing different things. But you know, even even so, I mean, Blu-ray looks gorgeous, don't get me wrong. If I'm going to buy something, I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray before I'm going to buy it on DVD, unless DVD is the only option. But I don't usually upgrade things because DVD is good enough for uh, most of what I want to do. And a lot of the stuff on Blu-ray has not uh, – it's not really up to the standard, so it doesn't really make a lot of sense to spend that extra money on it, you know. Anyway, it was just a little thought that occurred to me that I thought I would share and curious if anybody else had uh, – took part in those used VHS sales and how uh, – how big of a deal it was, you know, back in the day, you know, now we live at a time where just about anything can be found streaming, um, one way or the other, you can buy a digital copy or something and depending on your internet, get it pretty much instantaneously. Um, you know, you want something, even if you get slower in it, you can click on it and buy it. And a lot of, a lot of the stuff will start playing before it's fully downloaded. So, um, you can start watching it right away, but um, and as for me, I'm really super psyched they finally fixed my internet before Daredevil came out. So uh, that was my time frame. I'm like, as long as it's done by the time Daredevil comes out. And uh, it has been pretty flawless watching on Netflix. A very, uh, a very interesting time. I, I have uh, also uh, HBO Now uh, offered a free month um, for iOS devices while they're doing this um, very short-term um you know, exclusivity deal with Apple, but, um, I've, uh, I have an Apple TV that was given to me and, um, I tried on there and I, and I like it. It's pretty neat, but I cannot for the life of me 
figure out how to turn the captions on. So if anybody has HBO now, I even tried on my phone, the app. I cannot figure out. I tried to go to the HBO site to figure out how to do it. have no idea how to do it. Netflix, it's pretty easy where to go in and just go to the captions and subtitles and turn it on. But I watch everything with the subtitles on. Just always, Since my kid was one month old, I always have. I mean, it's because when I would watch TV, when I'd get up in the morning to feed her, I would just turn the TV volume to zero and... Uh, so I, could, so I didn't wake anybody else in the house up and watch TV. And ever since then, everything has captions on. I can understand it better, and I uh, don't have to worry about the volume going up and down and things like that. For the life of me, could not figure out how to turn it on. Now, there was an update the other day that I have not investigated yet, but I know I, I, cannot, I cannot think that that Warner Brothers, you know, and HBO and all that would not have a hearing impaired option on there. So I have to be missing it somewhere. So if anybody knows, um, please feel free to email me, sci-fi dig at uh, gmail.com. And I'll talk to everybody next time. <laughs>